And uh, Elizabeth is now going to come and bring us our first reading. Draw to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Tim Webb's going to come and bring us our next reading, which uh, comes from Luke chapter 2, verses 1 to 14. In those days, Caesar Augustus issued a decree that a census should be taken of the entire Roman world. This was the first census that took place while Quirinius was governor of Syria, and everyone went to his own town to register. So Joseph also went up from the town of Nazareth in Galilee to Judea to Bethlehem, the town of David, because he belonged to the house and line of David. He went there to register with Mary, who was pledged to be married to him and was expecting a child. While they were there, the time came for the baby to be born, and she gave birth to her firstborn, a son. She wrapped him in cloth and placed him in a manger, because there was no room for them in the inn. And there were shepherds living out in the fields nearby, keeping watch over their flocks at night. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were terrified. But the angel said to them, Do not be afraid. I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Today, in the town of David, a Saviour has been born to you. He is Christ the Lord. This will be a sign to you. You will find a baby wrapped in cloths and lying in a manger. Suddenly, a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angel, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favour rests. Well, one um, Christmas several years ago, the uh, then Archbishop of Canterbury was asked by a newspaper reporter, and what do you like for Christmas? Now, um, newspaper reporters, he was a bit sceptical, thought he was trying to catch him out, so he thought... Won't say anything too sort of uh, large or expensive, might uh, come across as a bit greedy, materialistic. So he said, Well, I'd like a pair of socks, I think. Quite pleased with himself, being very modest. Anyway, a couple of days later, he opened the paper and he was mortified to read the following article, which said Some public figures were asked what they would like for Christmas. The Prime Minister said he would like peace in the Middle East. The leader of the opposition said he would like to see an end to world poverty. Meanwhile, the Archbishop of Canterbury, all he wanted was a pair of socks. <laughs> now, I'm sure he would have liked peace in the Middle East just as much as anybody else, because all of us really want peace, don't we? One of the verses that um, we uh, read out earlier on was this verse from Luke, which says, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace to men on whom his favour rests. It was said by a whole host of angels who appeared to the shepherds and told them to come 
and see the new baby born in Bethlehem. And what these angels were saying to these shepherds was this was a sign of God's favour to humankind, that he would bring peace to earth. Shepherds, of course, we don't see much peace, do we? You know, we're 2,000 years on, and there's conflicts throughout the world. Um, I think um, there are about 40-odd countries in the world at the moment that are involved in some form of conflict. And uh, that is painful to all of us. Uh, one of my uh, favourite groups is U2. And a few years back, um, Bono wrote a song. It was just after the Omar bombing. Some of you may remember that when it was about 29 people were killed, over 200 injured. And he wrote a song which really just uh, expressed that pain and, and anger at this, uh, this lack of peace in the world. These were some of the lyrics that uh, came in that song. He said, Heaven on earth, we need it now. I'm sick of all this hanging around, sick of sorrow, sick of the pain. I'm sick of hearing again and again that there's going to be peace on earth. And what he was really doing there was just reflecting the desire in all of us for peace. We want peace in the world. We don't want conflict. One of the uh, most famous uh, ceasefires um, was uh, nearly 100 years ago, 1914, in the First World War. Some of you... uh, may have read about it or seen the film, um, where the British troops, the, the German troops, the French troops, all put their weapons down, and on Christmas Day came out of their trenches, shook hands, and just um, gave gifts, showed photos of their wives, and uh, for one day there was peace. I just want to show you a clip from a film, which is called um, Joyeux Noël, which um, just um, communicates some of that uh, desire for peace, where one of the... Um, German soldiers get up and start singing. Christmas trees go up.
we'll just leave that there. Shit. Joyeux Noël, if you want to have a look at that film. Um, it's quite a moving, uh, moving film, isn't it? You know, for that moment, they realised that these people they'd been fighting against, who were their enemies, um, were actually just normal people like they were, um, shared the same love of uh, music, um, even the bagpipes, um, had wives at home, um, even had a game of football, apparently. Not quite sure who won, but... Um, Rumour has it, it was the Germans on penalties. <laughs> but was that short ceasefire just a glimpse of hope? Because after all, after that, the war carried on, many millions of people died in that war. So what possibility is there really of lasting peace? Because Jesus himself said, you know, there will be wars and rumours of wars until he comes again. Well, the Bible tells us that um, humankind is at war. It's not just a war against terror, a war against other countries. It's a war, um, the Bible tells us, against God. And it's caused by what the Bible calls sin. It's a desire that we want to lead our own lives, to rule our own lives, and we don't want God in our life. Let's cause a huge gulf between us and God. It's as if we were in one trench and God is in another. One of those passages we read out earlier said, um, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given and the government will be on his shoulders. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. But the trouble is, people don't want the government to be on his shoulders. They don't want God to be in charge. They want to rule their lives their way. They want to overthrow God's government and put themselves in power. So when Jesus came to earth on that first Christmas, what was going on there was God offering peace in the war that man had started. It was like God getting out of the trench and going across no man's land. It was a very dangerous thing to do. We saw in that uh, film clip how that German got out of the trench and the French soldier started to get his rifle and shoot until his commanding officer told him to put it down. It was a dangerous thing to do but God knew that his son coming to earth, he would die. But there was a reason why he did that, did that because, it was because he loves us so much. There's another passage I'd just like to read from the book of Colossians, which just shows how important it was for Jesus to come to earth. And it should appear on the screen, I think, behind me, hopefully in a minute. <clears throat> it says, God himself was pleased to live fully in his Son. And God was pleased for him to make peace by sacrificing his blood on the cross. So that all beings in heaven and on earth will be brought back to God. Carries on, you used to be far from God, your thoughts made you his enemies, you did evil things. But his son became a human and died. So God made peace with you, and now he lets you stand in his presence as people who are holy and faultless and innocent. I find those quite amazing words. They were able to stand in the presence of a perfect holy, all-powerful God. Not because of anything we have done. Not, not because we can say, well, look at my life. Haven't I led a decent life? I deserve to be here with you. But because of what Jesus did for us by taking the punishment we deserve. Peace is hard to achieve, as we said. Peace is difficult in all aspects of our lives. Some of you younger ones may have read that book about the, um, the bear. Do you remember? The, is it called Peace at Last? Where he gets kicked out of his bed by his... Uh, his son and his daughter, and he goes everywhere to find somewhere where he can sleep. I think he gets in the car, he goes out in the garden. There's always some noise going on 
and he can't sleep. He can't find peace. And it's the same for a lot of us, that we can't find peace in our lives. Even when on the outside things may seem okay, underneath there's a sort of restlessness, we're just not, we haven't got a lasting contentment. To find true peace is to find peace with God. Once we have peace with God, then that comes through in all aspects of our lives. We want to be at peace with our neighbours, in our families, at work. We want lasting peace. And I do hope that this Christmas time you will find that true inner peace that comes from knowing God, from knowing his peace that he offers you through Jesus Christ. 